0: I'm here in uh, Beirut with uh, Ziad Naufal, uh, who um, works on an independent music label, uh, Ruptured Music, and also hosts a um, radio program, Ruptures, uh, here in the city, um, who's been working on um, the independent music scene and arts for a long time, and we're sitting over a mint tea. Um, hi hi Stefan so yeah I mean I guess first of all um, if you could just share uh, with us like um, ruptured music um, could you maybe just share a bit about um, what it is uh, how it started um, also your
1: drive to keep it going here in Lebanon Um, sure thank you it's um it it started as a radio show in the early 90s. Actually, for the longest time, I thought it was 92, but in fact, it turned out that it's 1994. I was told just today. So the, the radio show started in 1994, and I called it Ruptures because it provided something very different from anything playing on the Lebanese airwaves at the time. Um, and eventually, the radio show evolved into... A platform for local musicians to come and present their music, play live, do you know ad-hoc acoustic sessions. With time you know the sessions evolved they became less acoustic. We, could, we devised ways with, with my partner Fadi Tabbal to, uh, to host musicians and have them actually play whatever they want. And when we had enough you know material to release we created the label called Ruptured so that was in 2009 and uh, and the idea initially was to document and release Lebanese music alternative experimental music um, of, of all sorts not only electronic not only experimental but you know anything that doesn't fit within the mainstream mainstream had a place on the radio show and on the label um, so, our first run of, of releases was compilations of various artists playing live in the studio. That was 2009 until roughly 2012, and then after that, we sort of branched out into commissioning, producing, and releasing local music. Nice. Um, and it's still going on to this day. We we have. You know, we have a very slow pace uh, because of, of lack of funds and because these records don't sell very well because it's very tough to produce vinyl in Lebanon so we, we managed to release one or two albums a year uh, more or less and um, the drive to keep it going is because there's always something interesting happening in the city musically speaking
0: Uh, Yeah, for sure
1: There's always something interesting happening Of itself Or as a reaction to something Um, There's different, you know Musical movements There's different musical spheres And there's always something interesting happening here or there So I try to document it either Via the radio show Or the label or both, uh, you know. When I when I don't have enough money to release CDs or records, I try to do shows and interviews and acoustic performances. And if that doesn't work, then I try to organize concerts around town to sort of make people aware that this is happening. Which is what I'm doing next month in June with this with this really large scale drone concert with. Equal parts, local musicians and foreign musicians wow. so what was initially a radio show became eventually a label and a platform for for live performances. Wow, yeah what
0: was one of the first um, sessions live on the radio that really struck you and sort of uh, at one point led you to think okay I want to release this this is unique this is something I want to share um, as a release uh,
1: some sort of memory from the first radio shows you're doing the first ever live session we had was this British Lebanese living in England uh, singer songwriter called Nadine Khoury and um, it was interesting but it was our first one so it wasn't very Uh, it was a bit haphazard and you know we had a lot of technical difficulties the first one where I felt something was really happening and we could do more with this and we could actually release these sessions was when we invited this uh, acoustic singer songwriter called Yumna Saba and uh, she's done a bunch of sessions since then She, she actually did three sessions on the show and a couple of interviews as well so she's been She's been a regular on the show. But the first live session she did was very interesting, very uh, emotional and raw. And uh, one of the songs that she did two or three songs and one of them uh, we, we actually released on our first ever CD. And that, that was a that was a standout moment for me, yeah. Well,
0: yeah, we've actually broadcast an interview with Yomana on this program. Uh, it's, it's cool to hear that. Yeah. Um, uh, before we started recording, um, you had mentioned the um, strike-style actions that are going on at the moment in Lebanon around um, the benefits and rights of uh, state workers. Um, we're in uh, uh, May uh, 2019. Um, so I guess it brings up the question about like um, sustaining independent arts in this context of um, sort of the social economic struggles that take place in Lebanon and also the fact that uh, while you're we driving here you mentioned oh I was going over the archives and I saw something from 2015 and there was a note about the fact that at the, at that point like there was the big demonstrations in Beirut about the crisis of the garbage uh pickup and the fact the state wasn't properly addressing that lot of protests, so I guess the question is um that relationship between the sort of the social uh political economic realities and then and then carving out that space to sustain you know now. For so many years, what you're doing as an independent arts label
1: and also as a radio producer Well, I mean as long as, I've remem- as as long as I can remember, ever since I started organizing concerts, so that was in 2006 2006, yes, so ever since I started organizing concerts, the country has been in some sort of crisis in some, some sort of state of crisis, so all the work that I've done has always been linked. A state of crisis. I haven't known anything else. Um, you know, from from doing concerts, very, you know, scarcely attended, to worrying about fees, to worrying about how to pay musicians, to you know the electricity cutting off, to having to cancel for whatever reason, uh, musicians coming from abroad and canceling their trips. Um, There's always been a state of crisis in in everything that I've done musically, whether it's concerts or performances or or talks or releases, there's always something to worry about. Like, what is happening in the city at this particular moment? Is it a good idea to do this now? Is it a bad idea to do this now? Uh, So this is something that I've learned to live with. You know, even coming to meet you tonight, I was thinking where is it safe to drive from because this big demonstration was happening. Uh, For the concert next month, I'm starting to wonder what to tell the musicians who are coming at the airport when they arrive, you know, should they be asked about what they're here to do. The, the, The state of... you learn to live with it. You learn to function in a state of crisis, you learn to deal with... Um, tough conditions, cancellations last minute blows and uh, the Lebanese have this very placid attitude when something when a big crisis takes place you know it's there's a lot we can deal with we have a very high tolerance for crisis because of the civil war because of the many wars that have followed the civil war because of the small conflicts the bigger conflicts the internal conflicts, the external conflicts, it, it it sort of shields you against mishaps, you know. And at the end of the day, you tell yourself, well, it's just music, so if it doesn't work out that well, then it'll work out better next time. You know, it's not... It's not being disinvolved, as they say in French. Uh, you know, like, for example, tonight, not being able to do the radio show. It's... Um, Yes, it's very sad and it's a missed opportunity. But at the same time, you know, there's there's going to be one next week or the week after that or the month after that and so on and so forth. So you learn to uh, count your blessings. You learn to choose your battles. Uh, you learn not to get upset about certain things and to basically save your energy uh, and, and and use it where... It can be most beneficial to you hmm. that's the way I deal with with being in this city and in this perpetual state of crisis um,
0: I would imagine also in some ways it has influenced the art not only that you make but the artists that you wor- work with the state of crisis but also um, other like huge moments. I mean, you mentioned doing concerts starting in 2006. This is just emerging from the bombardment of Lebanon after the bombing of Beirut in the south uh, by Israeli military. Um, So I would imagine not just this particular event, but many uh, consequent events afterwards did influence the art and what people share, whether it's through the lyrics
1: or even if it's not obvious, through the emotion of what they're doing? Well, it's a a very vast and complicated question. I mean, I started organizing things in 2006 because two of the artists that I wanted to work with had just released albums that were directly connected to the war that had just ended with Israel. So, those two artists had made albums and I wanted to organize a launch concert around them. So, That is why I started then, because there was, some music was being made and I wanted to be part of it and I wanted to produce it and release it, so. uh, And afterwards, after that particular conflict, everyone wanted to know what the Lebanese reaction, what the Lebanese musicians' reaction would be to that conflict. So a lot of interest was being vested and invested in, in, in what Lebanese musicians had to say from local promoters, uh, local producers, external promoters, external producers, journalists, filmmakers, etc. So it, it became... There was some sort of snowball effect where festivals would book us, would book bands that I represented uh, because these bands had made some sort of statement about the war of 2006. And then one thing led to another and, uh, uh, you know, the interest grew and the interest kept on growing. And then you find yourself doing what, what you did, what you happened to do fortuitously. You find yourself doing it more and more and developing a niche in that so in my case for example for the longest time after the war of 2006 journalists would ask me not only my feelings about it but how react how musicians reacted to it and what is the role of the arabic language in dealing with different crises and why are certain musicians using the arabic language and others not see so that's what I mean about one thing leading to another. You, 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 you start with the idea of a musician writing a song about his feeling towards the war, and a few years later it becomes why are certain musicians singing in Arabic while others do it in English, and others yet just do instrumental music. And what is the best expression of one's Arabness? So I get a sense from what you do that there's
0: all the different expressions because there's instrumental music there's Arabic language
1: music there's French there's English um well I, I don't have any restrictions okay uh whether it's at the radio station mm-hmm. or on record or in the stuff that I write mm-hmm. I'm not a writer or a journalist but I have a website and uh as I was going through it for different reasons in the past few weeks. I also updated it recently because it's been 10 years, Uh, so I was celebrating our 10th anniversary. A lot of the posts are in French, some of them are in English, and listening to the interviews some musicians choose to speak in Arabic, others in French, others in English. It's, it's, It's a bit all over the place, very much like the country. So the work that I do and the music that I produce and the musicians that I work with, whom I work with, are very much a reflection of, you know, it's, it's a bit of a cliche, but it's, they're very much a reflection of the city itself and of the culture, mm. where all these things are accepted and refused at the same time. Um, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Mm. Um, Nice to talk to you. Same.